Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. All right, overnight crowders, it's time to take a little bit of a different look at one of the topics that has obviously been going around over realistically the last week or so, that of umpire descent. It's probably kicked off because of AFL trying to crack down on it. And to join us to have a bit of a debate and to look at I suppose how we got here uh, is Inner Sanctum author and editor, John O'Brook. Great, great to talk to you once again, John O. Great to be with you, Jen. I'm sure you're still basking in the glory of the Dockers being nice and high up on the ladder doing the job over my mob this past weekend, but great to be here. I know. I need the season to be like into finals right now and then I'll feel more confident, but we'll, we'll continue <laughs> on. So, look, one, it's, one week at a time. That's it. All the cliches come out, absolutely. So... The umpire descent stuff, it's obviously been going around a little bit. And I actually even put the, the question out there a couple of shows ago. I asked everyone to be honest and say that if they were get, you know, at, at home or at the ground watching live, if someone was watching them and giving away a 50-metre penalty any time, we as supporters did umpire descent. How many frees did we give away? And I had a couple of people write in that they would have got five-week suspensions and gave away about 50. So people sort of see that even within the way we as spectators are handling it is, you know, we are full of, you know, complaints about the umpires and and questioning every decision. So is that kind of why we're in this area right now? Is it kind of the AFL trying to have a holistic approach on field and off field? It's definitely more the holistic approach. You look at the way everyone talks about, you know, the core of AFL football being in the grassroots and the local clubs and the junior development and that's really where this whole issue has stemmed from with there being over 5,000 umpires short across Australia in the local leagues and the junior leagues that they can't really attract umpires to the game and where you might be sitting at home or in the crowd and having a go at a particular umpire who you might not really like, well who who else is going to come in and replace that umpire if they can't really attract young up-and-coming umpires to the game if you're seeing what what the levels of abuse that you as fans and even the players are giving towards umpires if they don't agree with the decision. We saw over a couple of rounds ago now our umpires really went on a crackdown about, about it almost like that was their rule of the week or something like that. And I think we even saw this week that the players were really quick to get into it and like really um, pull it back. I think the only one that I really remember from the weekend was the Daniel McKenzie on Friday night who stuffed his, who stuck his arms out. Now, I'm sure as a football fan, Jen, you're probably thinking it was just like, how have we gotten to sticking your arms out to not just say, oh, I can't believe that to question a decision. How have we gotten to that being a 15-metre penalty? But I think you're absolutely right in saying the AFL are looking at the players that they have to really send a message to 
the lower levels to say that we need umpires and you guys are going to be our guinea pigs to try and get umpires in. Because yeah, it isn't, I mean, I, I had a, a Canadian friend a few years ago that I took to a Frio Dockers game and uh, when the umpires came out and the around the stadium, just that traditional booth that seems to go with any time they enter the field of play or leave the field of play, and she was shocked. She turned to me and she's like, why are we booing them? The game hasn't even started. What, why are we booing? I said, yeah, it just seems to be a thing that happens. And she's like, why would you want to be an umpire? I thought, yep, you've nailed that. Well, it's exactly that. And I think you look at a lot of the different sports around the globe and you sort of find out who's... Um, or Australian rules are the same. You find out who's umpiring your game in the days leading up and you can see the dance on and it's like, oh, we've got this umpire this week or we've got this umpire that week and this umpire favours this one and this umpire used to play for this team so of course it's going to give him a good run. But I think it, it, I think it just comes back to our relationship with umpires and we've spoken about just before how we see them from our TV screens at home and how the players view them on the field. and You, you almost look at where we are compared to other sports and we've seen different characters as umpires and umpires are allowed to have characters. You don't want them to become too much a part of the game and having an influence on the game, but you want there to be a level of respect. Like we've seen Razor Ray banter with different players as well. We've had um, famous stories of um, Darren Gold's been giving it back to certain players who banter with him as well. But you look around to other sports, Jen, I'm not sure if you're a fan of um, Rugby League or Rugby Union, but everyone sort of points to Rugby Union being like the model but model citizens between um, umpire respect between players and umpires where yeah. the umpire, if there's a contentious calling, the umpire... Um, the referee would call in the captain and the player is offended and explain the decision. They're just like, yep, okay, ref, and they get on with it. And if yep. it's a card, they go off no rhyme or reason. So I think that's sort of where AFL wants to head to, almost like looking in not so much a captain's challenge type thing where you can directly challenge the um, decision of the um, of the referee or umpire there. But I think we're definitely trying to build towards a model where there is unilateral respect for umpires where they're not getting booed on or off the field or they should be you know a celebrated part of the game and that involves getting umpires into the game and investing in the umpires and making them full-time and everything like one of one of the most famous um, rugby union referees is now retired Nigel Owens was a um, loved rugby referee the world over everywhere he went all the players loved him all the fans loved him because he was entertaining. He had a bit of flair. He always gave something. And the players respected him because he was very, very good at what he did. And that came with the investment from World Rugby and him getting getting into it and really making an effort. So maybe that's on the AFL. Maybe you do want to see a little bit more investment in the umpires to say, hey, we will protect you if this is a part that you want to go down. I had, a, I had a friend talking to me last week saying that I was like, look, I've got no talent as a, to make it as a player, but as an umpire, definitely there are other factors um, prevent, preventing that. But it's certainly an avenue that is there to be tapped into. It's more about investment and trying to make it a sustainable career path for everyone. Well, you speak of rugby union and rugby league as two examples. I think rugby union, uh, even 
you have to refer to the referee as, as sir, for example, if it's a, a male ref. Uh, they tend to um, use the, uh, the captain's names, but they tend to use the player numbers as opposed to being really personal with the players and using first names or nicknames or surnames. Rugby league, definitely, it's a, you'll see the umpires all the time say, I'm not talking to you. I only talk to the captain, so they shut it down. Um, and they say to them, do you want to use your challenge? Use your challenge. Do you want to use your challenge? Are you asking to use your challenge? Um, because they've got that now ability to do that. And I think probably cricket is another one where, you know, that dissent has been something that they've stamped out by saying, yeah, you, if you stand there and hold your ground and look like you're not accepting the decision, we'll put a level one category offence against you and it'll keep building and building mm-hmm. and building. And there's levels of what you, you know, is acceptable and what's not. And it's black and white and it's explained to you in you know, every start of season compliance session sort of thing. So it's not new to sport trying to bring back a level of respectability and allow that relationship to build. I find with cricket umpires, you're out there with them for hours. You do need to build a relationship with them and then it's a mutually fun experience with an understanding of they do have to make a decision at, at, from time to time. So I can kind of see why the AFL are, are going down this area and then – the flip side and one we've been talking about is you look at some of the sports that I think have lost their way. Look at Major League Baseball and how you can really um, gesticulate and get involved with the decisions and really argue them. Um, football, you know, round ball game across the globe. We're constantly looking at the way the players actually touch the officials and manhandle them thinking, no, we don't want that. So it's important for us to put some steps in place so we don't end up in those areas. No, it's full, and I, I like the point you said about, you know, the cricket umpires and test cricket umpires. Um, I'm certainly not old enough to remember this, but thanks to um, the great Robert Linda too on Twitter, shout out on YouTube, you see all these different video clips of Billy Bowden and all these different umpires that are part of the game. This is a great story about Robert Dickie Bird giving a player a haircut in the middle of, in the, middle of the day so he could see while he was batting. So you, you don't want to lose these characters no. um, as umpires because there have been some great umpires going around, Dickie Bird, Billy Bowden, and just a couple of cricket umpires that come to mind. And even now in uh, AFL, everyone, everyone's got a bit of a love-hate relationship with um, Razor Ray Chamberlain and just what he brings to the game and the way he sort of conducts himself. So you don't, you don't want to lose that much as the... And it's a bit topical at the moment with um, Jack Ginnivan just winning the Anzac Day medal. You don't want players to become you don't want players to become robots. But almost in the same breath, you don't want these umpires to become robots. And it's just like I am here to umpire this game. I know how rubbish it's going to be, sort of, because I know what's coming. You want to try create a safe environment for these umpires. And again, whether that's on the AFL looking to invest in making the umpires full-time or making, pardon me, a group of umpires full-time and just making sh- and just trying to create that pathway to make it a bit more of an appealing career path and for those who want to try and find. And again, I- AFL is always trying to think how can we get to the front of the queue and always be world-leading with these things. We've spoken over a number of weeks about how they're trying to always be at the front with, like, you know, when it comes to AFLW and rushing to make it in and try bring it in as fully professional as everything that they can. And if they can do that with, say, you know, umpiring and trying to make umpiring AFL and Aussie rules 
as safe an environment as possible for young boys and girls that want to come in and umpire the game. And like you know, you've seen the way that they sort of bring them up slowly through the state leagues and AFLW and preseason games, and then eventually making it to the big stage. There's, there's a lot of work to be done, and it's all by the players who have the biggest role to play in it as well. But I think Scott Pendlebury said it very well last week that the players are very, very cognizant of the fact that they've got a big role to play when it comes to, you know, not dissenting the umpire and trying to show the right way. But again, you don't want to take the emotion and the flair and the characters out of the game. So it's a, it's a very fine line. It is a fine line, but I think Pendles is, is correct. And there's, whenever you can sit back and reflect on a game, you can look at, yes, you can look at the free counts that were paid or, or weren't paid and you can debate those. But most athletes will look back at their own personal game and look at the instances where they go, I didn't execute that right. That was more critical than a decision. I guess what fans are always concerned about is, you know, the result might hinge on a, a given or a non-given free and, and that's where a fan's emotion comes from. The other thing I wonder... I think, I think, yeah. like, sorry, go for it. Well, I, no, I was going to say, the other thing I wonder as well is whether we need to actually highlight the athleticism of some of our athletes that are umpires. You know, we look at, we often talk and marvel at the distances run or the speeds reached and, uh, you know, those sorts of things when it comes to our athletes, the players... But it's a really physical role, especially if we talk um, AFL umpiring. It's a massively physical role and maybe we need to actually start um, highlighting and advocating for the athleticism of, of those players, you know, that they are elite, these these human machines deciding to be umpires. Well, if you're, if you're thinking about this, like, AFL players are full-time. At the moment, all these AFL umpires are part-time. They train two nights a week after they've worked a full day job. Mm. Then they go to training and then they'll run 14, 15, 16 Ks on the weekend doing a AFL game that is field and boundary umpires. So they're putting in the work just as much as the players, if not more than the players, Absolutely. and having to make sure that they're 100% on at every moment, trying to make sure that they're making all the right decisions. But I think there has to be some level of uniformity in as well. We've seen across one week a major crackdown from the umpires towards the players saying it's just like, oh, we're going to go for paying almost everything, arms out, sort of being the catch cry and the ruling and the movement to say like, oh, if you do that, that's a free kick or a 50-metre penalty. You want to see the consistency. So if you're going to pay them one, you've got to pay them all. If you're not going to pay one, if you're not going to pay them all, don't pay any of them. I think that's where the real frustration from fans is coming. So I think that will level itself out over the next couple of weeks or so. But I think we've seen from particularly round five to round six, the players have conned onto it and they yeah. conned onto it relatively quickly and they do a good job. And I think it was, it was a story released by Daniel Cherney earlier this week how the umpires have really enjoyed since the crackdowns come in and they've found it a bit more of a safer environment to work and do their job out on the field. So I think it's definitely serving a purpose. It, there's definitely a way forward for this umpiring crackdown and for them to be able to attract more umpires at the local level because that's what we want. We want 
many people involved in the game, whether it be playing, broadcasting, writing about it, just getting involved in their local club. And part of that's umpiring as well. Every, every you know, sanctioned game needs an umpire. Mm-hmm. And it's just a matter of trying to get them in and get them involved in the big time one day. Oh, absolutely. And it's great to hear that the umpires are feeding back the change in the, the vibe or the atmosphere that they're experienced because I guess that's the reason that we are where we are and, and what the biggest picture is all about. Jono, it's been great to, to discuss this topic back and forth with you tonight. I really appreciate your time here on the Overnight Crowd. No worries at all, Jen. Thanks so much for having me and hope the Dockers keep making you happy. <laughs> Thank you. And I hope you get a win yourself this weekend. Uh, important game Saturday night against the Roos. <laughs> Good work. That's John Oberrock joining us from the Inner Sanctum. He's an author and editor there and a great contributor to the overnight crowd. Time for your calls and your texts when we return. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.